0: ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from running your life? Join award-winning author Dr. Friedman Schaub from Empowerment Radio as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges in our day-to-day lives. Find out how you can use the power of your mind to overcome self-sabotaging patterns and build a solid foundation of confidence and self-respect. Learn cutting-edge tools and approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. This is the time to empower yourself. Now, here's your host, Dr. Friedman Schaub.
3: Welcome to Empowerment Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Friedman Schaub, and we have a very exciting topic today, I find, because it's something that I personally have been struggling with, and certainly... At least, I assume, many of you do, too. And the topic is something that also, I believe, in our society is more and more prevalent and more and more necessary to pay attention to. And it's timely that today, Time Magazine uh, declared the Person of the Year Award to the Me Too movement, This uh, anti-harassment Me Too movement movement that was really coming to life, even though it exists since 10 years. It was found by Tarana Burke, uh, but it came to life in the wake of these revelations about Harvey Weinstein. Another man where millions of women, especially women, have shared their stories about being sexually harassed and assaulted. And this phenomenon took off in October after actor and activist Alyssa Milano uh, followed a suggestion from a friend on Facebook and tweeted, if you have been sexually harassed or assaulted, write MeToo as a reply to this tweet. And that hashtag was tweeted, uh, I think, uh, a million times in just two days. And the MeToo movement sadly demonstrates how Especially at the workplace, some men and also some women rarely, but that existed too, abuse their power to exploit and maltreat their co workers. Yet, I do believe that sexual harassment, whether it's unwanted attention, whether it's uh, abuse and assault, I believe this is only the tip of the iceberg when it comes to. That's what we want to talk about today, which is the need to strengthen our boundaries, the need to stand up for ourselves. Now, this movement, the Me Too movement, revealed that millions of women have had some form of sexual harassment and maltreatment and it took this movement to finally for them to speak up and say, yes, this happened to me and this shouldn't have happened to me. And you can imagine how long these women were quiet and felt maybe ashamed or insecure or afraid. And, and thanks to this movement, finally, they had the courage and the power of the community to speak up and say that they have been the victim of that kind of abuse. But what if this movement is also giving us uh, a reflection on the necessity of being more committed to our own boundaries? What if we are learning more how to set clear boundaries? Because when I talk to people that have been abused, physically, emotionally, sexually. One of the things that I often hear is that the moment when it happened, they were so surprised, they were so confused, they were so flabbergasted that they didn't really know what to do. They didn't really feel like they had the whereabout, the tools, the the awareness to to do something that would have maybe changed the situation. Or at least made them feel that they were able to fight for their integrity and stand up to be respected and treated with dignity. So I think in order for us to be in a place where we are able to protect ourselves more, we need to focus a little bit more on our boundaries. Because let's face it, this is really the tip of the iceberg, as I said, because when I talk to people that have been working in big corporations, they often tell me that the whole energy at the workplace, the the culture at the workplace, has changed in the last 10 years. A struggling economy, maybe, combined with the high pressure of the shareholders, has just created an environment which... Uh, doesn't have a lot of room for gratitude, loyalty, and many say even humanity. And so as a result, employees feel more and more worried and and anxious about being replaceable and therefore are much more willing to just shut up and put up rather than standing up for themselves. So they see healthy boundaries more as a luxury they can't afford. And isn't it true that in general, in our society, there is a trend where you could say that disrespecting others becomes more and more okay. I mean, we saw this at the whole presidential campaign last year, how there were new lows reached every week. But also, social media with cyber bullying, road rage, Domestic violence and a resurgence of xeno and homophobia are just a few examples where you can see that personal boundaries get aggressively broken on a daily basis. And as they say a lack of boundaries also invites a lack of dis- or a lack of respect. So As I said before, many of my clients who struggle with fear and anxiety do have a hard time setting boundaries for different reasons. And today, I want to focus on five ways to create strong boundaries, five ways where you can learn to draw a line in the sand, you can learn to have a voice, you can learn to Also, change your perspective and keep your integrity. Now, in order to to have a boundary, I believe it's not just about uh, pushing people away and being angry, and it's also not just uh, avoiding people and feeling like, well, my boundary is basically just to not uh, get close to those that potentially can disrespect me. Now, this is a little bit like you know the analogy of uh, how do you fight uh, a virus? I mean, you don't fight necessarily a virus like the flu virus by just you know slapping your whole body full of uh, disinfectants or never leaving the house. Ideally, you strengthen your immune system. And that's exactly what we need to do. We need to strengthen the boundaries. And for that, there is an internal process. And then there is the external process of boundaries. There is the internal way of just understanding more what boundaries for you personally mean and how you can see the reality of someone else differently that doesn't make you lose your power. And then there are practical steps on putting this into action. Now, when you ask yourself, do you have problems with boundaries, do you feel like that already the holiday season is coming up, you are maybe a little bit worried about what's going to happen at the dinner table? Maybe your sibling will tease you again relentlessly like he or she has done when you were little. Or maybe your mom going to make a remark on how old you look or how much weight you gain. Or maybe you just feel like that In general, there is a sense that you are, when you go out, not feeling totally safe. But at the same time, you may wonder, well, am I just too sensitive? When someone says something to me, should I really be hurt? Should I really feel bad? Is it my fault that I have that reaction? And that is the first thing we need to look at. Are boundaries something that for everyone should be the same? Or are boundaries something very personal, something that you have to define for yourself? So, what may be okay for some person, they can just like a, a duck, let it pearl off their back. For another person, that may be a no no. And how can you know the difference? How can you know what your boundary is and what is the right for you to preserve it? So if you have any questions, call in 888-418-6890 or use the instant messaging on the Transformation Talk Radio website with anything about boundaries. I'm sure that some of you do have questions and maybe you have found ways on how to strengthen your boundaries, how to be more assertive, and how to also notice what positive changes you have actually been able to make because of setting stronger boundaries. Now, the first step, and we're going to go further into this after the break, but the first step to creating boundaries is to be able and to notice that you may actually miss some. Well, how do you know that you're missing boundaries? Well, there is a very simple rule of thumb. And that rule of thumb is that you know that your boundaries have been broken when somebody causes you to feel frustration, discomfort, anger, hurt, or maybe also a sense of anxiety or shame and embarrassment. Whenever that happens, you know it's something that person did or said was going under your skin, was breaching your boundary. You were treated in a way that you don't like to be treated. Now the question is now, how do you define your boundaries? And how do you know which boundaries you want to really enforce and preserve, and which boundaries you may be able to be more flexible about? When we come back, we will talk about that. So stay tuned after the break.
1: Be you plus live your purpose equals joy. That's the motto of Unstuck Joy with Vicki Todd. Vicki believes you were born with gifts that are meant to make the world brighter. Each show will feature an art visioning journal prompt to help you create your way to soul clarity. If you're ready to get unstuck and create more joy, this show is for you.
2: Tune in the first and third Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit VickiWorldArt.com.
0: In this day and age, if you don't reinvent yourself, you may never find balance, peace, and the sustainable life that is your birthright. Angela Watson Robertson, known as the Reinvention Warrior and the host of breakthrough radio show Masters of Reinvention, is here to help you reinvent every area of your life. Tune in and hear from the best in the personal transformation business and discover tips and tools for positive change. Live every month on Transformation
1: Talk Radio gain powerful insight and practical tools to support you on your spiritual journey. Access your higher self and tune in every second and fourth Thursday at 12 p.m. Pacific to A Life Untethered with Andrew Martin and now co-host Jeremy Nudell. Walking the path of freedom. Andrew is a highly attuned intuitive oracle, energy worker, spiritual teacher, and international radio host. For more about Andrew and his services, visit andrewmartin.energy.
3: Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. We are talking about boundaries. Boundaries with others, boundaries to preserve our integrity. How do you do it? And why do we have so much problems with boundaries? Now, as children, certainly we were shown boundaries. And everyone knows for children it's very important to have boundaries, makes them feel safe gives them guidance, it gives them a sense of someone cares, but at the same time you could also say, well, maybe because as children we are told this is your boundary and this whats what you're supposed to do and this is what's expected from you, maybe we haven't really figured it out our own. Maybe we have been relying so much more on doing the things that we know others are approving of that we completely forgot to define what actually is right for us, what works for us. It's almost like as kids, at the beginning, we feel all excited, all powerful, all lovable, and then the boundaries come in, and they're important. I don't deny that. But then afterwards, we are going out there as adults, and and we are a little bit clueless. I mean, I certainly... Know for myself that I was struggling with boundaries. I had two ways to have boundaries. One boundary was that I simply became a pouting little boy who was just walking away when someone wasn't nice. I mean, my parents were always making fun of me that I was clumsy. Now, I could have, you know, been, uh, I mean, actually, I did surgery and I did even surgery on rats, which actually shows that I'm not really bad when it comes to you know, using my hands. But in the eyes of my parents, I was a big klutz. And so it was almost like they were waiting, including my sister, by the way, waiting for me to spill a glass of milk or to drop something. And then the big laughter happened. And For years, I was just swallowing my pride, saying nothing, but really kind of collapsed in myself. Didn't really work because it continued. Now, the other boundary was the uh, instantaneous uh, eruption. Well, not actually instantaneous. I was waiting like a pressure cooker. But the eruption of anger, the outburst, you know, I had a roommate, for example, who completely disregarded my maybe German-esque need for just neatness. I didn't like to have a mess, especially in the kitchen. So with my roommate, always the same story. I clean up over the weekend while she was gone. She came home Sunday night and for some reason had always an appetite for spaghetti and tomato sauce. So she cooked it. And of course, it splashed it all around. It's like she, she was bathing in it. And and as soon as I saw that the next morning, I just felt a rage rising inside of me after all this scrubbing and cleaning and wiping down. How dare she? But probably nine out of 10 times I said nothing. In the tenth time, I exploded and she just did not understand and felt like there was something wrong with me. Again, nothing really changed. Why? Because I really didn't create clear guidelines for people to understand what my boundaries were. I didn't really communicate them well or didn't communicate them at all. And and that is something that I think a lot of us are doing. Sometimes we are not saying no to a person because... We don't want to disappoint them. It's more important to please them. We are thinking about the consequences. What if we get rejected? What if we don't get that job? What if they think less about our us? So that's kind of that pleasing side. And then there is the other, as I mentioned before, where we just doubt ourselves. Am I really overreacting because others don't seem to be bothered? Is there something wrong with me? And, and again, we have to look at our feelings. Looking at the discomfort, the anger, the feeling of being ashamed or hurt that guide us to understand that something was wrong. Something in this relationship, in this situation, in this interaction isn't working. So here are a few questions you may want to ask yourself that can help you to see what boundaries you may have or may be lacking. How often do you worry about what other people think? And when was the last time you said no to someone? And how did you feel? And when was the last time you said yes to someone or something and actually didn't want to do so? But somehow you did it anyhow. And how did that feel? And when you think about saying no right now, do you feel a little scared? Do you feel a little bit like, ugh, I'm doing something to that person, maybe feeling even a little bit guilty? And then think about the last time when someone made you feel angry, hurt, or ashamed, and how you responded to that. What did you do? Did you show your feelings? Did you express what happened? Does this person know more about you or did you just hide it and not really give yourself a voice? So what you can do is just to go through different situations in your life, different relationships, relationships. Maybe work, family, friends. You can even go back and think about you know, your childhood and think about what kind of role model did you have when it comes to boundaries and who did you watch having those or having none. And when you are looking through those different aspects of your life, just write down where you can see when this person For example, criticizes me when I do have a great idea and immediately someone says it's not gonna work. When I wear something nice and people tell me this is not, you know, really fitting you, or when you are around someone who just dumps their anger or frustration on you. And holds you hostage in their negativity. These can be just examples that you're going to write down. And then you're going to write next to it. How that makes you feel. And then you're going to write next to it. What you can do better. How do you want to actually be in a situation like this? Rather than feeling deflated. Rather than feeling, again, trapped. Hostage held. Rather than feeling that... You're somehow abused by someone's acting out or someone's unawareness and just, uh, you know, maybe negativity that they are projecting onto you. How do you want to deal with something like this instead? What would be the ideal outcome and how would that feel? So what you can just see is that certain things are more important than others, Maybe it's not so important for you to always get applause for the choices of your clothing. But maybe it is very important to you that you don't feel like you have to listen to someone for hours about how miserable their marriage is. Maybe it is important for you to have not someone simply take your time and service for granted and always asking for more and more and more, but instead being really respected and really also being asked, is this okay for you? Or maybe also, if you're not asked, it's okay for you to have a no. So that brings me to the second point. So once you know that you have certain kind of boundaries and that those boundaries are important to you and you can always gather more it's a little bit like a you know a map that you're creating a map where you see okay this hurts more than others it's like the physical body you know when someone you know is uh, hurting your eye it hurts more than when someone is slapping your butt it's just you know there are different aspects that are more sensitive this is also with our personal integrity and when you do this you can also get a little bit more aware of your beliefs because a lot of what happens in our boundary setting has to do with what we really believe about ourselves. You know, when we don't feel good enough, when we feel like we have to really, you know, work hard to be appreciated, when we don't feel really able to measure up, or if we don't feel really lovable or safe, all of those beliefs make it much more likely for you to have your boundaries simply collapse as soon as someone is pushing. And working on those core beliefs is a form of healing, is a form of empowerment, and certainly something I do with my clients all the time, which is one of the most transformational process you can go through, changing those programmings and the beliefs that have been really holding you stuck in those false identities of who you are and how you've seen yourself. Now, the next step of setting boundaries is an external step, which is about being assertive, or as my wife says, no is a full sentence. When we come back, we will talk about more how to be assertive and how to speak up and also what you can do to just feel like that your words really matter and are heard. So stay tuned, we will be right back.
2: Interested in deepening your spiritual practice? The School for Esoteric Studies offers online training to spiritual seekers from all paths of life and individual coaching. Our courses synthesize Eastern and Western spiritual traditions based on meditation, study, and service applied to everyday life. To learn more about our courses and services, please visit www.esotericstudies.net. Winning at the game of money, Lynn Brown is now offering Full Spectrum Finance, a progressive 12-month program that will help you to navigate through the mechanics of financial expansion. Finally, a financial planner who looks at the full spectrum of money and abundance, engage you in the mental, physical, and energetic aspects of finance. This is Full Spectrum Finance. Are you ready to get into it? For more information, go to FullSpectrumFinance.com.
3: Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. Boundaries are the issue. Boundaries are that what we all can benefit from. And one of the most powerful boundaries to set is the word no, which I believe many of us are a little uncomfortable with. I mean, it's not only about saying no. But it's about hearing the no that we feel uncomfortable with. I mean, if you're you know, asking your spouse, hey, can you fix this for me or bring me a glass of water? And you hear no, well, you immediately feel a little hurt, right? A little rejected. And so no is something we are almost like not, uh, I think, accepting as a part of our vocabulary. Same thing with, you know, The yes idea that we should say yes to everything, the yes man movie, yes gets you ahead. But isn't it true that in many ways no is an incredible yes to yourself? Because if you're saying no to others that may just, again, not respect you, take advantage of you, want too much of you, or simply don't see that your plate is already full, If you say no to them, you are automatically saying yes to yourself, yes to your well-being, yes to your time, yes to your integrity. So a no is not necessarily a no, and that is it. There is also what it actually does for you. Now, a study showed that we do have, obviously, problems with no, and so we are trying to find phrasings and verbiage that makes it a little bit smoother and that study found that when people say, I can't, no, I can't right now. Do you want to go and uh, you know, help me moving? Oh, I can't. Or can you borrow me some money? Oh, I can't. The I can't is way weaker than the I don't. Why? Because if you say I can't, it basically leaves open something for discussion, for negotiation. It's like you can't because you think this and this, but the truth is you do have half a day time on the weekend, so you can. Someone can always convince you that the can't isn't really real, but the don't is a statement about yourself. I don't help other people on the weekend because I have to take care of myself or I don't subscribe to anything from a solicitor who calls me. It's like a statement about your commitment to this is what works for me. This is my rule, or these are my rules. This is what I chose. And in that study, it showed that people have a harder time to challenge the I don't than the I can't. So that's just one of the ways for you to be more assertive with saying the right thing and and also with rehearsing. Take a little time when you have trouble uh, saying no to think about how you want to say it. You know, some people believe they are overly assertive and they are too harsh and then it turns out they actually look more like pushovers. That's actually the result of another study that uh, wanted to test that. Now, when you are practicing also practice on maybe ways that are not really uh, you know that important for you and maybe also easier to test to say no i brought up this example of the solicitor or maybe you just uh, you know again someone you really know and you care about you just practice saying no as a way for you to get comfortable you can even tell this person you know i need to really uh, test or practice that ability to have that sense of okayness when I say no. So make this as a, you know, like almost a game for yourself, being better in that way of assertiveness. And and that's really where uh, the, the listener who uh, texted uh, or sent a, a chat, a message, uh, really, uh, you know, Puts exactly her finger on, and she says, Francis, my husband has a temper, which is why I prefer to rather be quiet and keep the peace than speak my mind. How can I change this? I think that's unfortunately a very common concern of many people. And up with a father who also had a temper and sometimes could be a, a rageaholic. I can tell you that similar to living with an alcoholic, there is to every addict also an enabler. So that not speaking up, yes, it will keep the peace for now, but it also will continue to make your husband act out whenever he pleases and whenever he is displeased. So the marriage It's like the marriage of my my parents. When it has a problem that some person feels like they cannot really speak up for themselves because they may trigger the rage of someone else, this marriage has a problem. And that marriage is something that the longer it takes will be further and further pulling apart and further and further broken. And if you have kids... Think about what the tension and the anger of your husband really does to them. I know when I was a child and my parents were fighting or my father was angry and and we were just witnesses of that, my sister and I, it was certainly at times unbearable for the little child's mind to sit in the midst of that. And I wish sometimes my mother would have been more standing up, for herself and also having a more consistent voice, not only sometimes like I did with my roommate. Just think about how you are showing up for your kids and basically telling them that bullies have power and that maybe there is a better role model for them than that. And if it's not for your kids, just think about what does it do to your sense of self, your own happiness, if you continue to just let things happen and not stand up for yourself. Because the boundary doesn't mean that you have to fight anger with anger. The boundary that you want to set is simply to show that you no longer want to accept being mistreated and that there are consequences. And the consequences just may be that you are removing yourself from that situation. It may actually require you first, before you set a boundary, to work on yourself, to gain more self-esteem, to heal the wounds that this marriage may have caused you to address your anxiety. And it is probably a good idea for you to also reach out for help. Because often in marriages like this, we pretend everything is okay because we don't want to admit that something actually is broken and so reaching out for help and knowing that there is someone who supports you who is on your side and knowing that there is a a plan maybe even if it comes down to it an exit strategy all of this will make you feel better about yourself and what's so interesting about people that are bullies people that are easily breaching boundaries When you have a strong sense of self, when you do feel empowered, when you do have confidence, somehow their, whatever it is, their anger, their their aggressiveness, their sense of power is challenged. I've seen this many times when I worked with clients that you know men and women that were in abusive relationships when they were able to be steadfast and strong in themselves and showed that they are not any longer buying into the anger and no longer afraid something shifted in the other person somehow they no longer were as aggressive as negative it's almost as if they realized oh now i'm actually dealing with someone of equal strength or maybe even greater strength. So do some work on yourself in this regard. And then that is a third uh, part of creating better boundaries, which is ask for support. Just notice that this is not a flaw or weakness to actually have had boundaries broken and feeling victimized and hurt by them. You don't have to feel ashamed and guilty, which is, I think, again, the, the many women that haven't said anything until the Me Too movement really took off, you don't have to feel like that you're the only one. And I think it's very important that reaching out for help and no longer hiding out is seen actually as a way... To really empower yourself, to take care of yourself, whether you're talking to a caring friend or maybe you're gonna go to a counselor or a therapist, you will find that boundaries are not only about the other person who breaks them, or maybe they, the many people that have broken them, but they're really something that are basically about you. They're not a sign of weakness, but they are, as I mentioned before, often a sign that there are some core beliefs still running your life. There are still some traumas in the past that may have held you back from taking care of yourself the way you deserve and maybe even knowing that you deserve to have boundaries. When we come back, we will talk another uh, about another step and two internal steps to create boundaries. One is about how can you keep your, how can you make sure whoever was breaking the boundaries doesn't stay inside of you and doesn't stay with you. And how about creating a protective shield that can actually allow you to always stay in a safe distance to those people that tend to disrespect your boundaries. When we come back, we will address that and more. So stay tuned.
1: Do you want to heal your body and mind? Your body has a lot to tell you if you just learn to listen to your intuition. Audrey Michelle, host of Rewired Life Radio, can help you peel away the layers that are holding you back from living your best life. Tune in to Rewired Life Radio. Learn to love, heal, celebrate on Transformation Talk Radio every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Connect with Audrey at AudreyMichelle.com.
3: Best-selling author, spiritual life, and business coach Joe Nunziata brings his higher energy and no-nonsense style to people who are ready to make powerful changes now. Wake up, step up, power up with a shot of Joe. Join Joe the second and fourth Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern for 30 minutes of high energy, no nonsense, and powerful tools to make powerful changes. Visit nuns.com. That's J-O-E-N-U-N-Z.com.
1: Tune in each month to Synergenetic Living Radio, where Rick and Grace Paris discuss the Synergenetic way of life, what it means to truly change your perspective in life, what it means to take control of your life and manifest your true desires. For more information on Rick and Grace Paris and Synergenetic Living, check out SynergeneticLiving.com. Get clear on the life you desire and the current life you are creating and what is between the two. Synergenetic Living, Living Life Loud.
0: Tune in to the Psychic Professors Show, The Voices of Spirit Radio, with international medium and spirit artist Dr. Susan Barnes on Transformation Talk Radio. Featuring a variety of spiritual topics such as psychic art, spiritualism, EVP, psychic development, and mediumship. This hit call in show provides listeners with breakthrough wisdom to enliven and enlighten their lives. Visit spiritartgallery.net.
2: Tune in each Friday, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio.
3: Have you ever accidentally put your hand on a hot stove? Well, you know, sometimes we do that. I certainly have, because I'm clumsy. No, I'm not, but when you have touched the stove, it may last, what, less than a second, right? But the pain really afterwards stays maybe for hours. And that's exactly what can happen with when boundaries gets breached. You have a disturbing conversation Someone is maybe aggressive or judgmental or critical or whatever it is, and, and it may have lasted five minutes, and it can stay with you for weeks. And that is an internal boundary breach, and that is your responsibility. See, we cannot always control other people. Well, can we ever control other people, really? Even with all the boundaries and assertiveness and everything that I talk about It is not guaranteed that people right away will get it and respect it. So there is something that also needs to change internally to be stronger and to not let people's energy continue to affect you by you ruminating about it. Having your mind spin around, why did this happen? What happened? How should I have done this differently? You know how we do that, right? We are just Guessing and doubting and then wondering and worrying and and we give our power, our time, our energy to the person that we actually want to avoid or a situation that we actually felt not so great about. So what can we do? What can we do to not let somebody's negativity undermine our sense of self by just continuously staying with it in our mind by continuously giving it attention. Now, here's a very simple but very effective way. Now, keep in mind that our mind is replaying literally a situation like a movie. It's like you're putting the same tape, the same DVD into your little player in your mind and you're watching it over and over again. And sometimes you feel like, well, there's nothing I can do about it. Well, you can. You can actually do something about it. And here's one example. So, watch the situation that bothered you, but watch it like a movie. Watch it like a movie in a little tiny screen. Ideally in black and white. So you make that little or that screen in your mind tiny. You have that scene like in a black-and-white movie, just like an old Charlie movie, and you watch as a neutral observer from the outside what happened and how you were in that situation responding, reacting, and how you were affected. And then you ask yourself, well, now that I watch this outside, is the other person's behavior Really a reflection of who I am. Do I deserve to be treated like this? Or do I deserve much greater respect? And what can I imagine? I can learn from this situation. What could I do differently to let my boundaries be more solid and also be more visible? So you just really see this as a learning experience. This is not anything else. This is not something that you have to carry as a wound someone inflicted on you. This doesn't have to be a stain on you. This doesn't have to be anything that you feel is defining you. In fact, this is not your fault. It is something that you can simply learn from. I will not touch a hot stove. And when I come into those situations where someone is trying to maybe violate my boundaries, next time I spot a person like this much earlier and I will simply not interact. Or next time I will leave the scene, next time I will stand up, next time I will respond differently. Things you can learn from it. But once you have answered those questions, Turn that little screen off. Make it all black. Disappear and focus on something different, something that you may appreciate about yourself and your life right now. Shift your mind to something that brings you a much greater sense of peace and empowerment and leave that screen behind. You may have to do this two, three times for your mind to really get it, but when you do it you will really notice that, yes, I do have the power to take my power back and not continuously give it to that other person. Now, the last step that I want to mention is that step of compassion and using compassion as a protective shield. Now, how how does that work? How can actually compassion make you feel more safe how can compassion prevent you from getting hurt and protect you from other people's anger judgment dysfunction well the way it works is that compassion is almost like a a mental x-ray you know how people that have been in the past maybe breaking your boundaries may appear more powerful more together the ones in charge. You know, a client told me the other day she was in a bar and she was out with friends and she was dancing. And then one of those people that she was with said, Oh, stop dancing like this. It makes me uncomfortable. Well, she didn't know what to say, but she just stopped, felt hurt, withdrew. Pretty much the whole evening was spoiled. But then she remembered wait a second. I know this guy. And I know why he said it, because he never dances. In fact, he's very self-conscious. He's pretty insecure. And his way of making himself feel more cool or more powerful is by being the, the negative nag, the one that puts others down, the judgmental guy. And so she confronted him. She said to him, you know, that was really hurtful. I didn't like that. And I like how I dance and I enjoy dancing. And I think when you said this, you didn't really think about what would happen to my feelings. And immediately he admitted, oh, the moment I said it, I felt bad. I'm so sorry for this. And it really showed that ultimately his negativity was simply a a mask that made him appear more together and powerful than he really is. So when you have compassion and you use compassion together with a sensitive awareness, you may see how those people that seem to be the ones that are maybe more aggressive or the ones that are more demanding and all those kind of things that you felt in the past, they have the power to simply forge through your boundaries. You can see what's underneath them. You will actually often see how whatever they do is a form of defense mechanism. You can see their insecurities. You can see their wounds, their anxieties, their needs, the needs to be in control, the needs to be liked, the need to achieve, whatever it is. Sometimes you may believe, maybe I'm just making it up. It doesn't matter. When you see that everyone is ultimately feeling on some level afraid, on some level not good enough, on some level wounded, that we all are carrying those hurts and pains and wounds from the past within us, then you can also see that there is something inside of you that doesn't take whatever this person is doing seriously. It's almost like as if this person is shrinking down to the size of a child. And you can see, huh, That's acting out. That is coming from a certain kind of compensatory need. That is a person who ultimately hasn't really yet outgrown that childhood behavior. And that is very powerful because isn't it easier to have boundaries with children than with the people that we are making much bigger and they actually are? So try to think back, about the people that you feel were disrespecting your boundaries, and think about their woundedness. Think about where this may have come from. Think about how actually they are probably the ones that are much more hurt, scared, and therefore much less powerful than you are in the moment when you can see through the eyes of compassion what is really going on. And then you don't take it personally because then you know it's really all about them, and it has nothing to do with me. And that creates a very powerful shield where you take responsible for yourself per- responsibility for yourself, and you don't feel that whatever they're saying or acting is a reflection on you. Well, I want to end this. Uh, Empowerment Radio episode, which apparently has also its own boundaries because it's going to end in about 30 seconds, with a quote by Brani Brown, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves, even when we risk disappointing others. Until next time, stay empowered. Goodbye.
0: You've been listening to Empowerment Radio with Dr. Friedemann Schaub. Join Dr. Friedemann the first and third Wednesday each month at 11 a.m. Pacific as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges of our daily lives. Discover how you can use the power of your mind to overcome stress, anxiety, and overwhelm and create a solid foundation of confidence and self-esteem. Learn cutting-edge tools so that you can approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. To learn more about what Dr. Schaub can do for you, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com.